0: According to an article in US News and World Report, 80% of New Year's resolutions made will be abandoned by February. I'm here to talk about making those resolutions stick when it comes to your lifestyle, your goals, and especially your budget. for joining me on the Budget Babe podcast. This is Ella, and I'm here to talk to you about living your best life without breaking your bank. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Budget Babe podcast. As I record this, it's mid-December, and I know I'm speaking for many people when I make the statement that 2020 did not go as we planned. I do want to talk about a silver lining with 2020. And that's noting that more and more of us, just across Instagram, just from following people and keeping up, we have put more time for self care. And if you're like me, you may have gotten a jump start on one of your dreams. Mine is recording this podcast. I'm also learning Spanish and preparing for the GMAT. And also listening to lectures online as I approach my dream of starting on my master's in business administration. And my other dream about that is I'm going to be paying for it with cash. Yep, you heard me correctly. I'm going to pay for it with cash. Now, many people have talked to me about the student loan forgiveness proposal that's being made. And I know student loans are a huge plague among Gen Z and millennials. And yes, I know our leaders are trying to strategize something with this, um, but I'm going to come out and say this and why I'm choosing to pay for it with cash instead. I feel like anything that's going to come to us from the government, it usually comes with strings and that's not being political. That's just history test will tell you anything that comes from the government. It's going to come with strings and stipulations. And, you know, that program is probably not going to apply to me because it's a master's degree. It's an elective degree. Most degrees are elective, but a master's in business administration, my company will help pay for it. It's something that I'm planning in advance. And, you know, to me, the student loan forgiveness, it may be necessary, but it's like popping a zit. And the reason I say it's like popping a zit is because it's not going to get to the root of the issue. It's going to relieve some discomfort, but it's not going to get to the root of the issue, and it could potentially cause more issues. You know, if you pop a zit, it creates more zits. I know this is disgusting, but we've all done this before. You pop a zit, it creates more zits. And, you know, the zit is a result of inflammation, poor diet, poor skincare, And we really need to be looking at preparation we need to be talking to high school students about preparing for college, what taking out a loan means, what the stipulations that come with taking out a loan. We also need to look at some of these universities that are charging twenty-five dollars to $50,000 a year and lauding that, okay, they're private schools, they give more attention to the education, but in all actuality, your personality, your skill set, your knowledge, and what you bring to the table is going to get you the job more so than the status or what well, I guess the label that's on your degree, the label that's on your diploma. I've seen it time and time again. I have friends who went to private schools, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I mean, if you're going to Duke, Vanderbilt, or Harvard, yeah, you're going to have an advantage. But I have friends who went to some of these smaller schools, um, Belmont and Lipscomb. They're probably not going to like me for saying this, but they go to schools like this and they come out with so much debt without having any kind of advantage over someone like me who graduated from a state university. I graduated from East Tennessee State University. I've gotten jobs over people who get into these, who get degrees from private schools. So I just want to point that out. We really need to be educating 18-year-olds or any potential college students on what the costs are, help them plan that out more in advance. And this is another reason why I feel like financial planning should be a course offered in high school compared to, I mean, I know I personally don't use algebra too. I don't know about the irrational or rational numbers. I think it's irrational to, you you know, make numbers irrational or rational. That's a whole different story. But financial planning should be something they offer in high schools. It's a bill I'd like to create one day or maybe Dave Ramsey or somebody else will beat me to it. But we need to teach people how to budget and take responsibility for their money. And, you know, I think there are ways, I know in Tennessee – College is more affordable in Tennessee than other places in Tennessee. You get a B average. You can go to a community college or public university for low cost and I'm going to say this, just to toot ETSU's horn, all my friends that have graduated college with the ETSU, they've gotten amazing jobs. They're working for amazing companies. They're working in healthcare. They're working in the legal field. They have been able to follow their dreams because of what they're willing to put into it, not because of the name that's on their diploma. So yeah, that's a little soapbox I have for now. Um, Let's get to my plan of getting my MBA and growing budget bay, which are the long-term resolutions I made in 2020. I also added in midway through the year speaking basic Spanish. I've always learned to learn Spanish. So I told myself, why not this year? I've got the app Duolingo, 10 minutes a day. I know how to order food in Spanish. That's really important. I know how to find a bathroom. I know how to travel in Spanish. I'm going to work on that a little bit more, but my point is the goals you have, they are obtainable And I want to talk about how I made my goals obtainable. And the goals that I make, the resolutions I have, are geared towards long-term growth and the time that I put into it. And late 2019 and early 2020, I decided to develop a routine where every morning, I get up 30 minutes earlier than I used to. And instead of watching Good Morning America, I will just sit in silence and do a gratitude devotion along with a spiritual growth devotion. I have two different books. I've got 365 Days of Gratitude, and then I've got one. I've had this farewell. It's a graduation present, actually. It's called Simple Abundance, A Day Book of Comfort and Joy. I read those every morning because those devotionals are both life-giving. They're both inspirational, and they're just a great way to start my day, thoughts of the day, motivational. We've got to do it. Zig Ziglar said this motivation is temporary, but so is bathing. We've got to do it every day. We've got to give ourselves life every day. And that's one thing I say about a resolution. Just make sure it's life-giving. Make sure it's giving you energy. Make sure it's making you happy. That's the way that you make it attainable. If it's restricting, such as a diet, and I'm not against dieting. I know some people need to diet based on food allergies and certain restrictions, but most diets are unattainable. I have a lot of friends who swear by Whole30 and Keto. And I ask myself, I say, is it possible for me to only eat organic foods for 30 days or do the keto diet, go with no carbs? Absolutely not. I am very social. I, in most normal circumstances, I travel a lot and, you know, carbs give me life. I love a pizza every now and then, and I'm not willing to give that up, but I've been able to maintain a healthy weight because instead of restricting certain foods to my diet, I eat them. I savor them. I eat them slowly. So I don't eat them in excess and I'm very intentional about having more fruits and vegetables in my diet. I notice I feel better when I eat more filled greens, avocados, when I eat more lean proteins, eggs and chicken. It's all about putting things, better things into my diet instead of taking bad things out of it. So, and again, every morning I spend 30 minutes doing that devotionals. And then at night, just like right before I brush my teeth, I like to read up on master courses. I found the greatest courses on Audible. Listening to that is kind of putting me in that mindset of grad school, listening to college lectures. And I write down podcast content and my goals. That way I kind of go to bed feeling inspired. And any podcast content I have, by the way, I have the Samsung Note. I just type into my phone what I want to write, when I have an epiphany, when I have something that I know is like, okay, i got to say this in one episode. I write that down. So I've got notes and notes and notes in my Samsung note. Um, hint, hint, Samsung, if you want to sponsor my podcast, come on over. But I have those notes in my uh, my phone just for the content or when I'm looking for content, I can go back to those and feel inspired. So just getting into the habits And making sure those habits are making me happy. Something else I like to make time for on most days is just doing a simple short yoga practice. I do go to public classes. I've been going to Freebird in Nashville. do that as well, but it's so easy. Amazon Prime. I do a 30-minute yoga session. I'm a huge fan of yoga with Adrian. I've also done some sessions with Julia Jarvis. They're, they're amazing. It's a great way. Sometimes I end my day with yoga. I do pre-bed yoga, or sometimes I start my day with yoga, but it's just a great way to stay active, to activate my body, to have mindfulness, and also just like increased focus throughout my day. So I've a huge difference in that. And the reason, again, that I stick to these habits, such as my morning routine and my nightly routine, is because I'm looking at them as the new coffee. I mean, since I was in high school and college, I had to have coffee every single morning to wake up. Now my new coffee is reading, doing yoga, drinking water. I actually drink water and I still enjoy my coffee, but just Seeing that as something that's essential, that is energizing instead of something that's a task. That's why I'm able to do it is what I'm doing is energizing and it's making my day overall better. And it doesn't have the, um, doesn't give me the jitters the way coffee does. Gratitude, which is a huge part of my morning routine, I've learned is a very powerful practice. Again, talking about gratitude, you're going to hear me talk about it throughout this whole podcast. So just get used to it. But when I'm thankful, I'm eliminating a lot of clutter in my life. I'm eliminating a lot of negative thoughts, a lot of negative memories in my life. When I'm grateful for what I have, I don't need as much. I spend less money. I don't drink as many cocktails. I don't need to buy, you know, new clothes that just take up space in my pot closet. I don't really do as much on entertainment. I still love going to concerts. Well, pre-COVID, I loved going to concerts. But I don't watch as much TV. I don't watch as many movies. I just learned to appreciate the simple pleasures. Simple pleasures could be having a nice cup of tea, glass of wine, reading. Reading is something that I love more than anything. I am like a total nerd saying this, and this didn't used to be my disposition, but I crave reading a book every single day. I love cooking. Just finding gratitude in that, knowing that I'm in a house, I've got a roof over my head. I'm warm on days when it's cold outside. You just, the more, it's, it's a muscle you use. The more you, find, more you practice gratitude, the more things you find to be grateful for. And you'll also find the more positive you become, naturally, you're going to remove a lot of negative people in your life. Negative people aren't going to be around you. The blogger named Brad Deal actually posted a status that said, be so positive that negative people can't stand being around you. I think that's a good practice. Now, don't be fake positive. Don't be fake happy when you're sad. We've all got the trials and triumphs in our life. But look for the positive. Look for the silver lining in things. I can say overall that 2020 has been a great year for me. Yeah, you know, I've had to compromise on traveling I've had to put my goal of getting my MBA on hold, but it didn't cancel my goal of getting an MBA. I've had, you know, just a lot of, you know, different changes in my job that I've had to adapt to, but I'm thankful to still be working. I've had to stay in more, but staying in more has helped me do more things I enjoy, like reading, has given me a chance to learn more, has also provided me a cleaner house has taught me to cook more recipes because instead of eating out, I'm cooking more. So looking for the silver lining in that, 2020 may have not been what you wanted, but I guarantee that you're going to be able to find some positive attributes of 2020 as well. Um, I've even watched some of my friends get married in 2020. One of my best friends got married in 2020. I watched another best friend get engaged this weekend. So again, I'm going to say this, you're going to be able to find the silver lining with 2020. When you create your resolution, you may already have it in mind. Make sure that resolution is giving you life instead of sucking out your life. What I mean by this is, and I've said this before, but you look at a lot of people, their New Year's resolutions to go on diets. After they ate a ton of Christmas cookies, carbs, mashed potatoes, um, meatballs, all the things you eat at Christmas, which you should be enjoying, then January 1st hits, and all of a sudden, it's Whole30. It's paleo. I think those are the same diet, actually. <laughs> uh, keto. It's going vegan. People start saying, okay, January 1st is here. i got to button up. Well, how, how does that make you feel? It makes you feel restricted. It makes you feel limited. And when you eliminate certain foods, you put them on a pedestal. I have a dairy sensitivity, and I promise you, when I find vegan ice cream, it's It just makes me want to indulge it even more because I don't get to, or even mac and cheese. I really shouldn't be having mac and cheese, but I'm putting that mac and cheese on a pedestal. And when I do have mac and cheese in front of me, it just makes it taste that much better. And that's what I imagine what happens when people go on diets is they, I guess what's Whole30 eliminates? Whole30 eliminates bread. If I went 30 days without bread, I would not only get a headache, but Guarantee you, when that day 30 hits, I'm hitting up all the biscuits and the donuts. I'm going to go to a bakery, get some sourdough bread, spread that butter on it. It's just putting that food on a pedestal and making me enjoy it even more when that time frame is up. So this is is kind of where it relates to budgeting. So I tell people this with budgeting because budgets are just a plan for your money. Most people, when they hear the word budget, they freak out they think it's daunting. Not most people, but a lot of people that I talk to, they just like, oh, I don't want to talk about budgeting. That's so boring. Or, oh, budgeting. Whoa. Well, think of it this way. Budget is a plan for your money. Therefore, it's empowering you. It's actually giving you permission to spend money for things that you want. And when you're paying your bills. Why not be grateful for that? Why not be grateful for okay, I'm glad to have money to pay for my electricity. Glad to have money to pay for my water, my cell phone bill, my car. Even if you're paying even if you're paying off debt. That's the you know, the least fun thing to be paying on when you're budgeting. All right, I'm thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for the thing that got me into this debt. Now I'm paying it off and I'm thankful to watch this debt dwindle. So think about it that way budgeting, it's not restricting, and it doesn't have to be daunting. Budgeting is a form of empowering yourself. I saw a meme the other day that budgeting is a form of self-care. I 100% agree with that. And budgeting gives you ownership of your money. So money doesn't make plans for you. You're making plans for your money. So think about it that way. If your New Year's resolution is to budget more, if that's why you're listening to this podcast, feel free to hit me up at ellaconomic at gmail.com, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C at gmail.com. And I'm happy to give you free advice to help you out and to give you some tips and tricks and might even have you on my show. So be prepared for that. So I know people think I'm crazy for telling you this, but I'm telling you to get excited about budgeting. You're thinking, who in the world is this girl? She's talking about getting budgeting. She needs to get a life. But again, Gratitude. Gratitude is going to change that. Gratitude for paying your bills will change that. And if you can't be positive towards your approach to budgeting, again, let me know and I will try to help you with that. Something else to consider for uh, your New Year's resolutions is making a vision board. I've been doing this for the past four years, or 2021 will be my fourth year doing this. I made for 2020 a clapper board. And on top of it, I wrote the word action that was really resonating with me because I wanted to be an actress growing up and I knew I needed to take action to get more of what I wanted in life. And the action I took was starting this podcast. The action, another action I took is doing more yoga. Another action I took is taking classes at the dance studio when I wanted to and teaching more classes when I could, because that's life-giving for me and Another action I took is learning Spanish. It's been a goal that's been in the back of my mind for years. I took four years of French. Really can't use French a lot in this country. Most people in French speak English, but hopefully I'll use it one day. But learning Spanish, it's been a goal of mine since college and I'm finally doing that as well. So just becoming more intentional budget budget boards, it can be a budget board. You might want to consider that as well, but vision boards help you be more intentional with your time and with your beliefs. My word, another example is 2019, it was prepare. So I made it look like a shape of a clock and I wrote the words prepare on one hand, 2019 on the other. And that helped me get a better night's sleep. It was that simple, was to sleep better and to practice more self-care. That prepared me for my day. That prepared me to plan my day for my schedule. And it prepared me to create content all the way back in 2019 for this podcast. So routine is important. That's been my resolution in 2020 was creating more routine. And I was able to do it because the routine was a positive thing in my life, not a detracting thing. When you make your vision board, if that's something you do, make sure that they are simple. I'm going to add that. So my vision board for 2020, I had in one section, somebody doing yoga poses. In another section of my vision board, I had fruits, veggies, water. I always stay hydrated. I've got salads for fruits and vegetables. So I'm very intentional about eating foods that make me feel energized. Instead of looking at food as an enemy and thinking certain foods are destructive, I look at eating foods that make me feel great. I look at carrot ginger juice that makes me feel hydrated and energizing in the morning. I look at foods like fresh greens, spinach. Sometimes I'll make a smoothie every morning because that's an easier way to ingest my greens, but getting creative and like making the salads and dressing them and how I feel after eating them, how I feel after eating fruits and vegetables and chicken, steak, things that are lean, how I feel after eating those is more important to me than eliminating cookies and cake. However, I do love cookies and cake, but I've learned to love cookies and cake in smaller doses than I do foods that energize me. So that's something to consider. I know dieting is really popular. So just think about foods that energize you more than you do foods that destruct your plans. So another thing I put in the vision board last year, going back to that, is I put a stack of books in it because I knew I wanted to learn. I knew this was going to be a year I expanded my mind and I was able to do that in spite of 2020 putting a wrench on some of my plans. And I put a picture of a microphone because I knew I wanted to start a podcast this year. Even before I had all the extra time, which the extra time I've had is kind of a bonus, but even before I knew I had the extra time, I knew I wanted to do a podcast. So all in all, if you do the vision board, make it simple, fun, invisible, and they'll be simple to follow. And you can do this with your budget as well. If you want to do a budget board, Put the things that you want to save up for on your vision board, and then that'll make it more obtainable and help motivate you to stick to a plan every single day. In addition to that, something that's also helped me is and I don't know that's not up gold, a lot of people listen to this, but I have a Samsung note as my phone. And on the Samsung note, I create these notes, I can write them out, and I can paste affirmations throughout the phone and I can see them. Some of the affirmations I have are success is mine, reach for the stars, very motivational messages, but they really help throughout the day because it's something I tell myself. You can also do this if you have an iPhone, you can create events and then put that affirmation into your event. Here, I've got a book right here. It says affirmations for happiness. And here's, here's one of the affirmations. It says, I get to be as exactly as I I get to be as exactly as happy as I decide to be. It's written by Kelsey Aida. And or the stream of well-being is infinite. Infinite. Not infinite. Oh. Hey, let me just let's try this again. The happiest version of me is only a few breaths away. So this is called affirmations of happiness. And that's something that you can put in your phone and read every day. Here's another affirmation. She is strong, Proverbs 31, 25 reminding myself that I'm strong and that I can do whatever it is I set my mind to, it is very helpful throughout the day. So you can create a calendar event or you can put notes on your phone, whatever's more convenient for the operating system that you have. And just give yourself positive reminders throughout the day. I promise this works. I wouldn't tell you if it didn't. You need the encouragement. And when it comes to encouragement, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you. The encouragement I'm giving you is to start your resolutions today. You don't need to let the holidays be a deterrent or an excuse. Put Don't put the new year on a pedestal. It's only going to cause your goals to disseminate whenever decimate. Sorry, I can't talk today. But your goals are only going to fade as the newness of the new year fades away. So you got to give yourself some grace if you do deviate from your plans. It's obvious Christmas, you're going to Spend a little more money than you plan to because you're buying gifts and you love gift giving or you're going to eat more Christmas cookies. You're going to enjoy some of the simple things more. But just because you deviate away from your plans, that does not make it forever. Your deviations can be detours instead of roadblocks. So look at it that way. But the sooner you start your goals, the more committed you get to them, the more easy they are going to be to follow. And so enjoy your Christmas treats eat them slow, and savor them. You won't have to eat as many. And then eat your vegetables as well. So I'm currently working on a bonus episode for you guys. It's going to happen within the week. I'm really excited about that. I'm going to I've got some more content I'm going to gather for it, but I'm really excited to bring that to you guys. And then after that, there's going to be one more episode this year, and then I'll talk to you in 2021. If you guys have any questions, reach out to me through Instagram or through my email. I look forward to connecting to each of you. And thank you again for listening to the Budget Babe podcast. Hey again, it's Ella from Budget Babe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review letting me know what you think. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Ella Konomic. E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C. I would love to connect with you and hear what you think. Thanks again.